0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's
1: advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming
0: devil. It's In This League with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. On the radio. 30. I'm on right now. I don't believe you.
2: Boys in line. Welcome back, friends. It is in this league right here on Sports Grid. It's ITL on Sports Grid with Bogman and the Welsh on Twitter at is it the Welsh at Bogman Sports. Hour two. We've got football coming up in the next segment uh, where we just started in the last hour going through our week seven bets where we were both eight and five. No Thursday game. Eight and five against the spread last week. So we'll take our wins where we possibly can. Plenty of losses to go around. Don't worry. I will tell you though. Is there a bigger, more embarrassing—I don't mean to do a hard transition, but is there a bigger, more embarrassing loss in sports right now than what's going on with Ben Simmons? I mean, we only got two minutes to do this, but, like, the Ben Simmons story is actually more embarrassing, I think, than what's going on with, like, Deshaun Watson. Like, Deshaun Watson just quietly just showed up, did his stuff, got sat on the—all this, and then Ben Simmons is just— He's one of the biggest pouty. I've never seen. I'm not sure I've ever seen anything like it. Like a guy that just keeps showing up, and he lies. What I mean, I, I'm using air quotes, but like he's just like oh, in my backwards, and he like showed so, up. And
3: I mean, it's such BS. Which my is guy great. Blaze, smart by him. You remember Blaze from uh, the Monster the Machine TLCFF show? Oh, uh, he he lives in the Philly area. Huge Philly Sixers fan, just enormous. And I I asked him the biggest, his greatest, that.
2: he's greatest Sixers fan in the planet. Nobody bigger the
3: greatest. I've always said this guy loves the Sixers. He said he, he says, loves the Sixers. Uh,
2: and I've always told everybody, this guy loves the Sixers. <laughs> Not really. Simmons
3: is a coddled man child throwing temper tantrums. I don't see any way out of it. At some point they're going to have to trade him for pennies. Hopefully a dumb GM F's up and offers too much. This Ooh. is Kobe feeling overshadowed by Shaq S except Simmons hasn't won anything. Absolutely crumbled in a postseason series And refuses to take any of the blame that dude is caught up living the life of a superstar, which is pretty poignant and, uh, you know, much better constructed than most Philly fans you'd have ever heard. I mean, uh, most Philly fans would just use choice words for Ben Simmons. So um, but I mean, it is a giant mess. Who who trades for him? Who says I want Ben Simmons?
2: Boggs, that's kind of my problem. We don't have a lot of time to get into. I mean, we could even jump in there. But my problem is, is like what he's doing. It to me is like really detrimental to. I think anybody taking him seriously. It's so bad. It's so beyond belief. He's just pouting, walking around, practicing, not talking to his teammates. These guys all talk. They're all in their, you know, their slacks and stuff like that. Discord. You know, these dudes are talking crap. Ben Simmons looks bad, and the organization keeping him even worse. Don't go anywhere. Be right back.
1: <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Races, you did it. You stumped this charming
5: devil. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. Somebody
0: royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Why can't I say fork? If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. full shirt.
5: Holy mother
0: forking shirt balls. Inthisleague.com.
2: Mm, what is that? Ivan? where do you think that takes you when you go to inthisleague.com? Mm,
3: would it be patreon.com slash Army?
2: You're so smart. That's exactly what it does. If you go to inthisleague.com, you could sign up for a patreon and be like why would we want to sign up for a patreon guys we're paying for so many things hulu we're paying we don't all have a bogman where we can just get on their accounts you know bogman's trying to get me to get the paramount like we got all the accounts why would i sign up because we've got so much to offer we've got beautiful bogman we've got picks we've got secret shows we've got rooms we've got access we've got gambling we have so much fun best way to upgrade your fantasy experience your sports experience is To hang out with us if you like us. If you don't, probably wouldn't suggest uh, putting any money towards us whatsoever or listen ever. You know, you really should go away, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but if you're not in that camp, in league.com, sign up and have so much fun. We'd appreciate it. Week seven pickos, both eight and five against the spread last week. Yay! Uh, Over unders. Uh, we have two games under our belt. We've already hit uh, Kansas City, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Bogman. We move. To Carolina, who you say I'm a secret closeted Carolina fan, and I think it's just more about, I think it's more about DJ Moore, who I've fallen in love with, who's amazing, and Sam Darnold looks pretty good there too, even though apparently they're trying to trade him away. Carolina is going to the Giants. They're not. They already said they did the whole interview. I know they're, they're not going to. That's not. But there's happen. a whole little rumor out there. They're going to play the Giants, who are a nice hot mess, and Carolina is a three point road favorite. 43-and-a-half is the line. Bogman, the, as far as the pick and the spread, it's a 50-50. But when I say overwhelming, there's not many more percents you can go, at least early on, that the money is in favor of the over in this game. Carolina at the Giants. So what
3: say you, Frendo? I'm going to say Carolina in the under in this oh, game. Oh, Fade the public. Fade the, I'm fading the public pretty hard here. It's a low number, too. So I get why people are playing it. Honestly, I probably just wouldn't mess with it to be honest with you. so, uh, But I do love Carolina in this game. I know we don't like taking road favorites and all that stuff, but the pressure percentage is enormous for uh, the Panthers this season, and you have Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick against this offensive line. Andrew Thomas went down their left tackle, so good luck stopping Brian Burns over there. Uh, It's going to be a tall task, and we know what happens when Danny Dimes gets hit, right? He starts to fumble the ball. He's like uh any running quarterback in Madden. He will fumble the ball if he has Josh to Allen.
2: Him. Look Joe, two so, fumbles in one quarter with Josh Allen. I had
3: it's because I hit R one. But uh Ooh, but R1, yeah. I wanna
2: <laughs> Yeah, put that on a shirt. It's cause I hit R one. There's another shirt idea.
3: <laughs> but uh I just think that the Giants are gonna turn the ball over. They're without uh Galladay and Saquon. I just It's a mess in New York right now, so I don't trust them to score points. I think this could be like a 35-3 to game. So I love Carolina, and I like the under, but, you know, the Giants trip into a couple touchdowns. I could see how this gets the over, so I just wouldn't mess with that, but I do really like taking Carolina and laying the points.
2: I am a a Closet of Carolina fan, as Bogman has said. I I like Carolina. I just like how their offense moves. I don't love that they're still without uh, McCaffrey. Sam Darnold, I think, I think I'm correct. I mean, the passing attempt prop is almost like it's an every weaker for me. I think he's thrown at least 34 pass attempts in every single game. They throw the ball. DJ Moore is one of the best in the game. The Giants are a mess. Giants are a big, hot mess. They don't move the ball well. They've lost Kadarius Toney. Galladay's always injured. They do have Shepard back, but they have no run game to speak of. And I know Carolina didn't play the best of teams, but they do have that momentum of winning. They have a winning culture there. I think DJ Moore is going to succeed. I think Darnold's going to have a big game. I think there's an extra added motivation of this stupid trade rumor that's out there. And... I don't know, I feel, I actually feel pretty good about both sides of this. Carolina minus three. I don't mind the uh, taking the over as well. Both games, I think you could tease if you like. If I'm not sure I love any of them singularly, but you could tease them if you dig them. So give me Carolina and give me the over. That is our first difference. We go. Atlanta at Miami. Atlanta is a two and a half point road favorite. The over under set at 47. There's a decent, um, a, a decent push on the Atlanta side and an even bigger push for money on the under bog. So what say you?
3: I uh, am running away from this game as a whole, because both these teams as uh good old uncle Ron used to say, two dogs effing right here. I do not like this game at all. Both these teams are rough. We got Atlanta coming off a buy, so I'm going to take them with the extra rest. You know, Miami's just getting back from London as well, all that stuff. And they, in Miami, heard, decided
2: to not take the bye week, by the way. They had an option for this and they opted out of it.
3: Yeah, I don't know. That's weird because, uh, weird. you know, almost every, every t- I think every team that has gone to London gets a bye week afterwards. Yeah, I know. So. And
2: Miami opted to not do it, which is like, uh, all right, buds.
3: I didn't know they opted. I thought, you know, the NFL just didn't. No, they were given the choice
2: and they decided not to do it. Think about it too with the trade rumors. You could have had the bye week. You could get your new quarterback in. You could have a full week to settle in ahead of time.
3: Mm. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's Miami uh, for you. uh, Another reason, another reason to not like Miami in this game. I'll go with the over just because I don't like either one of these defenses, specifically Atlanta's. They're coming off the bye week, so maybe they'll play a little bit stronger, which is. Uh, why people probably like the under also these offenses are not anything to write home about right now, but I like the over. I just like this as like a, you know, 31, 28 game, something like that probably comes down to a field goal. And I'm going to take Atlanta and lay the points.
2: Uh, I like Atlanta and I like them pretty decently. Again, like Carolina, Atlanta, not the best of teams I suppose to want as road favorites, but the matchups are so juicy. I don't like the points. though. No. I mean, you're giving way too much offensive credit to the Miami dolphins and I think you could have a late quarter. I don't know if they even know the quarterback that's going to play. I actually, you know what? I, I retract that. They do know, and it's going to be set. And I don't think they are going to move the ball that way. Atlanta's defense, not great. Miami gives up all the points to Atlanta, who's got the bye. I I agree on the, like, 30, but I think this could be, like, a 30-10 to 10 game. That's where this can go. There's no run game to speak of. There's no positive pass game to speak of for Miami. They're in this transitional trade period, which I think is bad. And Atlanta coming off the bye, I'm going to slap that under. So give me Atlanta in the under uh, for game number four. Game number five is the New York Football Jets at New England. And New England is a touchdown home favorite with a very low. What is this the lowest of the week? This is tied for the lowest of the week. 42.5 is the over-under bogman overwhelming new england and the over interestingly enough the money is heavy on new england and uh, because it's such a low over under a big
3: big push on the over as far as where the money goes i heard this stat uh the other day on uh i think it was a pff podcast and they said that net in the first yard the new york jets have zero passing yards in the first quarter of games So, wait. Okay.
2: So you meant net in the first quarter. You said the first yard.
3: Yeah. 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 In the net in the first quarter, the Jets have zero passing yards on the season.
2: That's unreal. That's not even a real number.
3: It's, I mean, it's specific to the first quarter and all that stuff. But I mean, that so look, I think (laughs) just knowing that stat and knowing these two teams, even the Jets coming off the bye week, whatever, this is the Patriots get up. Early and you know what they do when they get up early. They sit on the ball. They don't yeah. let you have it. So I think I expect a ton of Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. And there's not a lot the Jets can do to score. So I'm going to take the Patriots, lay the points. Hate the over under. I've been bad at him this year, but I'm going to take the under on this again because I just don't know how the Jets score.
2: Uh, I'm unfortunately going to ride the public on, <coughs> public on this one or a couple factors. I love New England this one. I think New England is a double digit win. Uh, I love Damian Harris this week, but. You know New England has fallen apart a little bit in series this year and that and the Jets always have that one game where they're going to play New England up and also you got the Jets on a bye
3: that I kind of some point they're going to get better the and, Jets are going to understand your logic wise in it this week
2: yeah and and this week with that quarterback that I don't think they can win but I think they can score some points And that's why I like the over. And I might like the over even more than I like New England minus seven, even though I said double digits, because weird things can happen. You you do have two rookie quarterbacks in there. Um, I see your play on the under 100% because New England can just take eight-minute series of running with Damian Harris. But I think the Jets might surprisingly put a couple points on the board, which could make it a little bit interesting. And it's such a low line. I'm going to follow the public here. Uh, 42-and-a-half. I'll take the over, and I will also take New England. And we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got the rest of the set of games, a lot of uh, NFC games, actually, on the rest uh, with the late slate right here In the league.
1: That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
5: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the Leather Collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new Leather Collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at five ninety nine ninety nine. dollars 99 Ashley, for the love of home.
0: It's in this league.
3: Buckle up, buckaroo! all
2: night twitch.tv slash in this league bogman and the welsh play madden gonna play some other games too uh i've got some other games on the ps5 i don't bogman does but specifically we have been playing madden against each other we've got some ideas on some different series you guys can go over there you can check out some past streams and if you want you can sub if you have amazon you are given a free sub. You don't have to do anything. You just link your Amazon account to Twitch and you can sub to us. That gets rid of ads. It gets you access to some of the other cool, unique things we're going to do. And then down the line, our rebroadcast will probably be sub only. So you guys want to support us. It's just a little thing. And if you have Amazon, you can literally just do it for free, which is pretty cool. So twitch.tv slash in this league, Bogman the Wells playing some Madden. There'll be some baseball in there. I always love basketball games. I wouldn't be against a little uh, 2K or something like that, Boggs.
3: A little bit of basketball game? Yeah, yeah, 2K could be all right. I just the Rockets are so bad. I'd have to pick a different team. Uh, these days be? I'm picking different teams for pretty much everybody. Yep.
2: So, or you could do we could do a, a little fantasy franchise draft and you could start that over. That
3: is a lot of fun. I like a, doing
2: that. It's so. a lot of fun. Maybe play some of that. All right. Uh we're picking back up here. We're doing our week 7 picks. And we've gone through four or five games. Let's see. I'm not really sure how many we've gone through. We just ended with New England and uh, the Jets. So we've gone through five games on the slate here. We pick up with Washington at Green Bay. Green Bay is a 7.5-point favorite. The line is at 48.5. I don't want to say it's like 50-50. There's a slight little majority. They're actually taking the points probably because of that hook. I'll bet you if it was like... Six and a half, this would be like overwhelming Green Bay or even seven. I think it would. That little seven and that little half hook on the seven, I think, is what's getting people. So, Washington is taking a little bit more of the money for those points, but there is an overwhelming amount of people that want the over on this. And Washington's defense is not good. Contrary to what they were last year, no bueno. Aaron Rodgers, I think this is a massively big matchup for him this week. So my question ends up becoming about what does Washington's offense do against Green Bay's defense? And Green Bay can have some series; they can have some stallouts. And you've got a kind of a banged up Antonio Gibson, McLaurin. I'm torn on how I feel about the line. I am going to go Green Bay even with the hook because it's in Green Bay, and I think Rodgers is just you know going to be studly in this game. But I feel much more confident about the over because I do know Washington will score some points. And I think I think Green Bay alone might drop 35 on uh, on Washington.
3: I'm the reverse on this. I feel good about the line, but not good about the over under. I think we're going to end up in the same place here, uh, both Green Bay and the over. Yeah, we are. Uh, but look, we saw Kansas City last week have a you know win 31 to 13 against Washington, and they had a bad day offensively like. Patrick Mahomes didn't look right. He was getting hit. He had a terrible throw. Uh, one went off a of Tyree kills uh, beaters right into the defense's hands. Yep, beaters. Like, they they didn't have a great day at all whatsoever, and they still won by 18 points. So I think pl- playing a Packers team that's going to be a little more sharp, a little more crisp, I like them uh, minus the points pretty easily in this game. And the biggest matchup uh, mismatch of this week is, is Devontae Adams on Fuller? I mean, Fuller's given up the most yards in the NFL at corner. It's him, then Anthony Brown, then Anthony Averett. Those are one, two, and three. So um it's been rough uh for Washington specifically in the secondary. I know they're gonna they're talking about moving Landon Collins to linebacker full-time now, which kind of negates their first round pick. Jamon Davis, which is a whole other Box of Worms we don't need to talk about on this show, but I think is absurd. But anyway, uh, it's just going to be Green Bay passing all over this team. So I love the Packers and the over here.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, those are my exact same picks, Green Bay in the over, but we're just on opposite sides. Now we're going to get into some really in- interesting ones, and <laughs> I, I'm a little bit worried where my over-unders are going to start to go here, Boggs, because we've got some <laughs> big lines that are about to hit in. We are going to LA. We're Detroit at the Rams. The Rams are a 15 and a half point favorite. The line is 50 and a half. What do you got on here, Boggs? I will tell the money is very sided to the Rams and the under on the points, which I, I will tell you this. I think they have to coincide. If you are a Rams win by more than two touchdowns, to me, that has to side to the under because they're shutting Detroit out. If you side with Detroit on the points, you have to think that Detroit is playing one for one for the most part with the Rams, which means scoring will happen and you got to take the over. I don't know how you could take Detroit in the under, so I think it has to be Rams under, Detroit over. One of those two.
3: I heard some somebody say the other day. Are you ready? Are you ready for a, a nice uh, hard laugh? The Welsh.
5: Right. Are you
3: are you all geared up? You don't have a full stomach or anything, right? Nope. I heard somebody say. Everybody's talking about the Matt Stafford revenge narrative. What about the Jared Goff revenge narrative? <laughs> and I was laughing. I heard somebody we actually. I
2: think it was uh our, our boy Benny Benny or was like. There is no revenge narrative for Stafford. He should be thankful that he was traded. Like there's no revenge for him. He's excited to have been traded to the Rams. There's only a god. No, but this
3: is but this is what you want if you are traded away. And he asked for it, and he did get it. You're right about that. I understand that thought process. But you want to say, I could have been doing this for you for years.
2: This team didn't want me. Are you kidding me? Yeah, this these people didn't want me. Kill like all the points. I totally agree. Well, it's
3: not even. It's not even. This team didn't want me because they didn't want him. They didn't want to trade him. But he, if if you would have set him up for success like the Rams have, and he just waltzes in there, you could have been getting this from me the whole time I was in Detroit. That is the narrative. It's not the I'm mad at this franchise. It's this franchise screwed up so bad. I want to show them what we could have been doing if they had gotten the right coach and the right players in here. So. That's kind of what you're looking at for Matt Stafford. I think this is an absolute beatdown. And I think um, one of the other biggest, there's two big mismatches in this game, both on the, in the Rams favor, it's Cooper cup and Robert Woods against this horrific secondary. They're running out in Detroit right now. And granted they've had injuries, but you know, you got to run guys out there and they're bad that we talked about Parker and uh, a last week. They're not good. So it's rough in the streets for Detroit on the back end and on the line that Aaron Donald, that right side of the the line for Detroit. Oh, we talked about it on bet this league Welsh. That is a massive mismatch this week on the Donald and Floyd side against them. So Jared Goff is going to have pressure from Donald and Floyd all day. Sebastian Joseph day has been pretty good as well. So uh, I just, I'm laying the points. It's a gigantic line. I don't see how Detroit gets anything going positive in this game. So I think this is a Rams beat down. I'm also going to take the under. I just see this as like, a, you know, another 35 to 10 type of a game. And you win that one fairly handedly. So let's uh, get a lot of running from Henderson and Michelle in the second half and just watch, uh, you know, the Rams in a murder. So it's like a nature doc documentary when you see it, it would be like the opposite where you see a lion lion take down a ram opposite is going to happen it's like an alligator
2: like pulling a ram into the water or something sure, like that something yeah
3: uh I don't
2: oh yeah the lions and ram so it's animal um I got to tell you this is a lot of points and we have seen the lions they did it with San Francisco at least 15 and a half points I'm looking here Boggs. Did you know, well, okay, two games (laughs) this year, they would have gotten beat down by more than 15 and a half points. They've lost all their games, but only two games have they lost by more than 15. Baltimore, they lost by two. They lost by eight against San Francisco. They lost by two against Minnesota and 10 Chicago. The other two games were at home, interestingly enough, against Cincinnati and Baltimore where uh, they did lose, I'm not in Baltimore. One was uh, actually away. It was at Green Bay, tough place to play, and at home against Cincinnati. They're three and three against the spread. The Lions are. This is a really big number.
3: There's a little I tiny. I think the deeper we go in the season, the worse the Lions get. And,
2: and you yeah. know what? I I don't necessarily disagree. They, they I mean, a heartbreaker. Minis- the Minnesota game looked like they had their win, and then they came out the next week stagnant. It's so many points that there's no edge to taking the Rams right here, regardless of that big favor. I'm going to take the 15 and a half. And, you know, they're three and a three against the spread. This is a chance to go over. I don't think they're winning. I'm also going to take the over on this. Uh, They're not great on the over, two and four, but the Rams are four, one, and one on over-unders. And the Rams have scored 30 points in half of their games. You've had double digit scoring every single game by the Lions. They haven't been shut out. They scored double digits. So... I got to get 50 and a half. If I think the Lions are going to keep in this whatsoever, I'm easily taking the over, like I said. So give me Detroit in the over. It's not a fun game.
3: No wonder he didn't laugh at the Jared Goff revenge game uh, narrative there. Like, well, look, maybe Jared Goff has got a little something for the, yeah, for but, the you uh, know, Mon, the Rams. Yeah, yeah, a little
2: Hawkinson, maybe a little DeAndre Swift. So, I mean, Swift is the toughest one I manage with this. Like I, I want to say this Rams defense is just so
3: difficult, but this team has also moved away from the they've run They've got run on though. The Cardinals ran all over them. Yeah. So, yeah. They've got run on, but that also plays towards the under if the lions are going to be running. You
2: know what? You That's know. a good point. It absolutely does. But the Rams are one of those teams that, you know, they can score 21 points in eight minutes if they need to, which but also you just hurts. Take
3: Jalen Ramsey and stick him on Hawkinson.
2: They should, shouldn't they? This is a I game mean- where, Ram- this is a game where Ramsey probably just gets to float. He just gets to move around. There's nobody he has to cover. He can just play one side of the field, whichever receiver's out there. They'd be smart to probably play him in the slot on Hawkinson, which would hurt. This isn't a great game. I'm not really playing this. I will tell you, though, as a side note, I do think this is one of those few games where it would be interesting to take the Lions and tease their plus, because then you would get them plus 21.5. So you'd get them plus three touchdowns Which easily could go in the wrong direction, but that's a big number. That's a really big number if you wanted to play that tease. When we come back, (laughs) that's not even the biggest spread of the week. We've got two more double (laughs) digits and one that is bigger than 15 and a half. We've got uh, five more games. Don't go anywhere in the Super Bowl.
1: That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door. After that, I just sort of space out for about an hour.
2: Uh, uh, Space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just...
1: Tell us a little more. Let me tell you something about in this league.
2: Subscribe to ITL, all the podcasts, all the places on the apps. Do it, friendos. You're not going to just get this one. You're going to get all of them. Football, we had our buddy Joe PP on the podcast this week. We also did a bet this league on Friday. If you want to check out some of our top bets and uh, talking about some of the trends in gambling, not just our straight picks here Interesting note, that show is actually done after this show, so there might be some pickup stuff from there. Just search In This League or ITL on your podcast app. Subscribe today, and you can have all the funsies. Uh, Picking back up, I think we've got five more games. We just finished with Detroit and the Rams, which is a huge 15-and-a-half point line. You and I completely diametrically opposite. You were Rams and under. I took Detroit and over. We now go before the storm, the calm before the storm. We've got Philly at Las Vegas. Vegas is a three-point home favorite which is kind of the gimme, so it's practically a gimme here. Uh, there is a decent amount of bets that are favored on Philly side and teams like the under on this one. I've been spouting it all year, and, uh, I mean, you know, you text me about it, and then they had their fourth quarter. The first half Eagles are atrocious. The second half Eagles are one of the best. If they could only play one half, they would be amazing. The Eagles' offense is so weird, and it's— it lacks creativity and innovation, and they've got good players, and I just don't know what to make of them. And I don't like this team. I always always want to pick against them, where the Raiders, I think, have actually been an underperforming team. I think they should be better. For whatever reason, they don't just pound the ball to Waller anymore. You don't see dominating Josh Jacobs. They've got weapons in Renfro. They should be throwing to Henry Ruggs seven or eight times. Five to six of the should be 30-plus yards every single game. Preach, brother. It's crazy. Preach they are underwhelming and underperforming where I think the Eagles are viewed better than they truly are. So, Bogman, I'm Vegas on this one. Three points at home. This easily could be a push, though, with how Philly plays in the second half. And I'm going to play the over because Philly does play those points in the second half, and um, I think Vegas is going to put up points. I think they're going to put up points Waller, across the board. So,
3: This is going to be an ass-kicking one way or the other. I'm just not sure which way. So I don't know. I don't love this game. I'm with you on Vegas. I'm going to take the under just because I don't trust the Philly offense right now. But this is the Raiders have the lowest pressure rate in the NFL, which means they drop more guys back into coverage and play to protect against the pass a little bit more, which means we should see more Miles Sanders. But the Eagles love to not care about that. I think what we'll actually see is more Jalen Hurts running in this game and having success because some of those linebackers and cornerbacks will be playing for the pass. They'll be playing a little bit deeper, which means more opportunities for him to slip a tackle and uh, have a big run here or there. But um, it also could mean that he gets frustrated. Everyone's covered. He's thrown into double coverage, which creates... It's it's his favorite thing to do. So I I don't like this game at all. I'm going to take the Raiders because they're at home. I'm going to take the under because I don't trust the the Philly offense to score, and I don't like what they've been doing. But, I mean, come on. I've been – we are the leaders of the Henry Ruggs fan club. We just want to see him get the ball eight times a game. Doesn't He doesn't have to touch it, but get him eight times Opportunities get him four you targets. See, get him you see other carries. teams by the way,
2: I like into rounds and screens. They don't do anything. anything to get him the ball, and it's crazy.
3: It, do something weird, line him up at, at, at fullback or something and split him out in motion before yeah, dude. The play. Do something. You spent a high first-round pick. You could have had better wide receivers than Henry Ruggs in that draft, but you took him to stretch the field. So I just I want to see them do.
2: They play, they've been playing it. it so safe, too. You, I mean, it's like, get those big plays to Waller. Get rugs out there. And what do they? I mean, I love Hunter Renfro, but what do they do? It's a little dump pass to Hunter Renfro, a little dump pass to Kenyon Drake. That's all they do. Get the ball spread out. Be more innovative. I mean, all, less innovative is uh, Philly at this point. So uh, I, I see your, your trepidation about it. I just think there's going to be some points scored um, on some yeah, messiness, I and I think its second-half points are going to outscore the first-half points. So here we go. The biggest line of the week. The Houston Texans at the undefeated Arizona Cardinals, 17-and-a-half. That hook gotcha, you, 17-and-a-half. The over-under is 47-and-a-half. It is a massive line, massive line, 17-and-a-half. Betting loves the over in this, like, a lot. And the current favorite is still in favor of Arizona at 17-and-a-half, Boggs.
3: That's actually changed. It's houston
2: uh, over 70% now. Uh, which side? Houston on the... Ag- against the spread. Against the spread. Okay, so that has already flipped. Uh, actually, almost completely opposite. Boggs, I look at this one, and I get shades of that Jacksonville game a little bit. Like, we saw mm-hmm. Houston play up in Week 1. We've seen Arizona play down and almost <clears> lose <throat> to Jacksonville. Houston's not a good team. But they do have pieces that can keep momentum a little bit. For three scores in what feels like a setup, I would kind of come back to the Rams to say, could Arizona beat them 35 to nothing? Absolutely. But we've seen Houston do this a little bit. I don't see the benefit of going 17 and a half points and a half points on the Arizona Cardinals, where we've seen them kind of slog out a little bit. I'm not, again, I'm not saying that they're not going to do it. Houston Texans also three and three against the spread and 3 and 3 on the over Arizona Cardinals are 5 and 1 against the spread but 17 and a half points I'm not sure I'm looking here Boggs. they have two games where they've beat a team by by 17 and a half two games in there so technically four two One of and them was last week though, though wasn't it it was it was against the Cleveland Browns in that weird crazy mashup one and the Tennessee game And the first week was just an absolute rout 3 and 3 against the spread the Houston Texans I'm going to take them at 17 and a half and I'm going to take the over at all, I'm going to take the over because of the 17 and a half that means they've got to be scoring a couple
3: touchdowns on that defense the over is a play in this game for sure 100% I I think and I do think it goes over I'm going to pick that against the spread honestly I feel like it's a coin flip uh and I'm going to take I'm going to lay the points I'm going to take the Cardinals we saw what they did without their head coach Last week, they put up so many points uh, against Cleveland on the road. And also, you know, I don't I, I I keep referencing this. I don't particularly care for it. But revenge game narrative. DeAndre Hopkins hates the Texans guts. And so it's, oh, it's it. an interesting point. Yeah. So and also who's on Arizona? J.J. Watt, probably not too fond of there. the Houston Texans either. So uh, and he goes up against. So he went up against those guys on the line in practice all year last year. So he knows their tendencies. He knows what's going to work. He's going he to tell knows when they've been sleeping,
2: if they've been good or bad.
3: That's right. He's basically the Santa Claus of Houston. So uh, I just like the Cardinals to, to stomp a mud hole yeah. in the Texans, make a statement here. And I look, I I'm not betting this game and I don't think you should either because the line is too big. Yeah. So and if i want to bet it i would want to bet the houston side but i don't think i don't think houston has enough power to overcome the cardinals at all i whatsoever. would, also, I would also, i'd also throw same, out yeah they they're not in the same they're not on the same block they're you not wanted, in the same neighborhood you wanted
2: to tease you would get houston at 23 and a half if you did just a six pointer, so it's point, three touchdowns and a field goal. 23 and a half if you wanted to play that. I don't if even you have feel any comfortable
3: belief. with that. I don't feel comfortable yeah. either way. Like, our boy, I don't like laying that many points. It's too many points to lay. Our
2: boy Chad but. dropped an interesting uh, note on here that since 2014, NFL favorites of 14 or more are 21 and 9 against the spread and 65% to the under. That's a very interesting stat for some big lines. It's kind of crazy that
3: that big a spread, but it's because the other team can't score. That's what you're looking at. And the Cardinals defense has played well. We're still, it looks like, you know, we're still not going to have Chandler Jones for this game, which is unfortunate because he can make a huge impact. But I think J.J. Watt plays hard enough. Uh, I I think this is a stomping. So I'll take the Cardinals and the over, but I like the over the most in this
2: game. One of us are going to have a bad week on all these picks because uh, I'm I'm going to cats out of the bag on this one. Chicago at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is the third double digit favorite here. 12 and a half. And 47 is the over under. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to steal this one a little bit because you and I hilariously are on exact opposite sides. This time, me going Tampa Bay with the over, you taking Chicago in the under. The under is where the favorite is slight money favorite to Tampa Bay, but to your credit. Tampa Bay is only two and four against the spread so far. very, very good on the over um, on the season. Chicago, I believe I saw was two and four or three and three. I just went away from it. Uh, Chicago is three and three against the spread, but one and five against the over. So it plays all different spots. I like Tampa Bay to just beat up. I think Chicago is going to struggle moving the ball. The only thing they can do is run, which you can't do against Tampa Bay. I think Fields is going to get beat up in this one. I like Tampa Bay to score double-digit points, and I take the 12.5 where I've taken the big line on the other ones.
3: Yeah, look, i uh, uh not the biggest fan of this game either, but this is one where I finally saw it and I went, okay, I gotta. I can't lay the points here. I, I've got to take the points in this one, and it's because of Chicago's defense. And I know Roman uh, uh, Quinn went on the uh, he went on the IR, so um, or the COVID list. So uh, that's a big loss for Chicago. But I still like their interior defense against the run. What we have we seen Tampa Bay do the last three weeks in a row is run Leonard Fournette a ton to set up that pass. I know Eddie Jackson is going to get beat deep probably once or twice. I get that, but he can also make a play on the ball. And I think this is going to force fields to, to throw the ball. He's got, he's going to have to throw the ball because they're not going to be able to run against Tampa Bay. Nobody can. We've seen every team against them basically ditch the run and throw the ball like 50 times. So uh, I've got Chicago in the under here. Uh, Another one that I'm not feeling super comfortable about, but I think I like the under more than I like laying the, getting the points for Chicago.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure I'm really interested in this. You know, this isn't a game I'm I'm crazy, crazy interested in. I could get down with that line maybe a little bit. But like I said, these are more teaser games to me, if anything, because the lines are so freaking big. Uh, On Tampa Bay's side, you could tease them down to less than a touchdown favorite, which I would dig. So, like, that's how I like those games. Uh, Last two games here, the Colts are at my San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are a four point home favorite the line is 44 and a half the early money is on the over in indianapolis but bogman you have a nice little note here of wind and rain
3: looks like it's going to be nasty uh in that game so look forecasts can change uh i'm finding that out uh living in a place that's other than arizona arizona's like it's going to be hot and dry yeah that's, and that's guess it. what it'll forecast. be hot
2: and dry yeah exactly
3: Right. Also tomorrow, hot and dry. Uh, I've been. And getting, if it yeah, rains, it'll rain. F- it'll rain
2: for 15 minutes, like a torrential uh, hurricane, and then it's done for f- after 15 minutes. That's how Arizona yeah. works. And then three months,
3: you'll get no more yeah. rain. So uh, I'm going to take the Colts in this game. I'm going to go with the over as well. I know the Niners coming off a bye. Don't like their secondary. Carson Wentz has been crazy efficient. So that's why I'm going to take the Colts uh, on the road and getting points and the over.
2: Uh, I'm not going to bet against Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers, coming off of a bye. Uh, These type of games, they are more built for. Though I would say, you know, the, the team having Jonathan Taylor, the Colts do, but they do not commit. They don't commit to Jonathan Taylor. They've got their other back. So interestingly enough, too, Marlon Mack might not leave San Francisco because the Niners have been rumored as one team interested in Marlon Mack. He may stay. Let's just get that done. But this team does, the Colts don't pound the ball. And Carson Wentz has been efficient. It's going to have to be a lot of short yardage stuff, which the Niners are much better placed out than deep stuff. The 49ers are built to play this type of a game, though. They're built to run with Elijah Mitchell. If they need to tag in with a Trey Sermon or something like that, they will. Short yardage stuff with Debo. I like the 49ers. I've been betting against them a decent amount and i'm going to slight go the over the the weather makes me want to play the under especially if you're going to have weather a really
3: outside is weather
2: it's a messy game i'm not probably not playing that over but i will take san francisco regardless and we go to break when we come back we have a short segment and we have one more game right here we
1: That's definitely not a problem. Uh, says you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I know how you're feeling right now. Stop it, stop it. Don't do that. I'm here for
2: you.
0: Oh. In this (laughs)
1: league.
0: You are too
2: Hello, friends. It is the final segment of Hour 2, which means I stepping aside. Our boy Casey Bubba who was just out here, and but he didn't get here till like Friday, and then Saturday, he was at the game I was at, but he came like five minutes before I was leaving, which was unfortunate, so I didn't get to catch up with Bubba. Uh, but Bubba will be tagging in with Bogman to talk about all the stuff and the things and some picks. But Bogman, we got one final game here on the slate. New Orleans at Seattle. It is tied for the second lowest over under at 42 and a half. It's in Seattle because it's low because of... Um, because of oh, I just uh forgot our stupid quarterback. Geno? Uh, Gino? Gino, Geno Smith. that's so on stage. Torm. Gino Torm. Uh because of Gino. The line is in favor of New Orleans four and a half on the road. When's the last time you saw a four and a half point favorite going into Seattle? A I road know, favorite.
3: Man. Yeah, and it's because New Orleans coming off the bye, they have a dominant defense, dude. When Russell Wilson get anything done,
2: I don't mean to catch you. Off. If Russell Wilson was a quarterback, I don't think Kansas City coming in or Tampa Bay would get four and a half coming off the road.
3: I'm buying against this defense. The defense is rough, maybe. Man. Yeah, you know, uh, but uh, I, I'm I'm taking New Orleans in this game, uh, and I understand that uh, it's going to be loud there. They've had two weeks to prep for it. For for the loudness and they play in the Superdome. It's not like the Saints don't know loud uh, crowds, right? So uh, I'm going to take New Orleans on this. I'm going to take the over just because that line is so low at 42 and a half. I mean, you know, a 24-20 game uh, gets this done. So uh, I, as far as the over goes, so I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to go with the over. Uh, I just it's not like I'm in love with Jameis, but I really don't like Geno. I don't know if I'm in love with this game either. Gino, if one thing,
2: outside of him being a bad quarterback and making bad decisions, he was at least efficient in the small things that were asked of him, that I think they might have a little bit of a better time getting that ball to DK. Uh, I do think Watson's going to have a big game. And that's kind of, uh, or Winston, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Deshaun, I saw a thing. Uh, I think Winston, could. this could be a four-touchdown game on him and he could carry a lot of the workload. And I don't think, Seattle's going to get shut out or be held to under double, double digit scoring at home. So I'm going to take the over and I'm also going to take New Orleans. And that is where a lot of the money is going. And friends, that is hour two. I'm out. You don't go anywhere. Hour three, Bubba and Bogman right here.
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
5: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley. With premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last.